Are you looking for a no-fail way to engage your students? How about instant interaction from your students without a ton of prep work that's required by you? If you knew there was a library of plug-and-play resources that would spark that love of learning, yet supported even your most reluctant learners, you'd want to know about it, right? Well, let me tell you about the Linktivity Learning Membership. Linktivities are your secret tool to instant engagement, the kind that leaves all students craving more. Through Linktivities, students are put in the driver's seat. They work at their own pace as they click their way through a kid-friendly digital learning guide showcasing images, videos, kid-friendly websites. It's a complete multimedia eduventure. Students explore topics from across content areas and even holidays and seasons on individual digital devices or gathered around a smart board or even together in small groups. Say goodbye to boring and outdated teaching methods that fall flat in the classroom because Linktivities can take even the driest, most dull topics and turn them into captivating activities that even your most reluctant students can get on board with. If your ears just perked up and you're saying, um, yes, please, then head on over to classroomnook.com forward slash linktivity, that's L-I-N-K-T-I-V-I-T-Y, to get Linktivities for free for seven days. That's access to my entire Linktivity library. We're talking 80 plus, nearing 100 Linktivities. Try any of them or all of them free for seven days. You can try out as many as you like and even let your students take them for a test run. Trust me, when you hear the squeals of happiness and the oohs and ahs from students, you'll see exactly what I mean. So again, head on over to classroomnook.com forward slash linktivity to sign up for seven free days. All right, welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast. I'm Rachel, your host. And if you're joining us for the very first time today, I am so glad that you found us. And if you're a longtime listener, thanks for coming back. On this podcast, we focus on how to bring 21st century best teaching practices into our classroom so that we can support students by equipping them with 21st century skills. We're all about shaking things up in the classroom, keeping things fresh for our students, and giving them ownership for their learning. And in this episode, I want to talk about choice boards. You've seen them all over the educational world and likely have even used them yourself with your students. They are a great way to help students choose how to showcase their learning, a choose-your-own-adventure experience. But if you've been around for a while here on the podcast, you know that I'm big on purpose. I am a believer that everything that we do with our students should serve a purpose and be a meaningful learning experience. Our time is so limited with our students, so we want to make it count. So I want to talk with you today about how we can use choice boards in our classroom with purpose. Let's roll the music. Welcome to the Classroom Commute Podcast a podcast for elementary teachers who want to feel inspired each week on your ride into school. I'm your host, Rachel, and my goal is to give you simple and actionable 21st century teaching strategies that you can take into your classroom to spark the love of learning in your students. You are already amazing, and together we're going places. Thanks for taking me along for the ride. As we begin, I don't want to assume any knowledge. So let's make sure that we define what a choice board is so that we are all on the same page. A choice board is simply a collection of activities. They can be digital or non-digital or even a combination of the two. And they're usually formatted visually on a grid. And students are handed this grid on paper or maybe on a Google slide. And they're invited to choose one or more of those activities to complete. 
They are the ones doing the choosing which activities interest them. So right away, they're taking ownership of their learning. We know that choice is a powerful motivator. And not only is it a powerful motivator, but it helps develop our students' ability to make key decisions about their learning experience. And that is an essential component to a 21st century classroom. We want our students to be confident decision makers and choosing activities and projects that will best represent themselves as learner is one step in the right direction. Now, five or 10 years ago, I would have probably said to you that choice boards support diverse learning styles in your classroom. You know, those visual learners, auditory learners, kinesthetic learners, and so on. But recent studies have shown that actually learning styles are not really a critical factor in student learning success. In fact, I did an entire episode about how learning styles are actually a myth. So we'll link to that episode in the show notes because it's some pretty fascinating information and it just might change the way that you think about it. But what we do know is that not all students do enjoy doing the same types of activities to show their learning. So choice boards make it easy to support the diversity in your classroom and specifically diversity as it relates to how students like to learn. We all have our preferences and choice boards just support that. Choice boards also allow students to take more control of the pace of their learning. As teachers, we're not having to herd students along at the same pace and keep students together all on the same problem or the same question or whatever it is that you're doing with them. But instead, we give them their choices and the support they need and let them set the pace. And finally, choice boards free the teacher up from having to orchestrate a whole group activity and instead allows teachers to support individual students and provide on-the-spot feedback. Now, one of the beauties of a choice board is that there really is no one way to make an effective and purposeful choice board. They come in all shapes and sizes, and they can all serve a different purpose. One of the initial choices that you need to make as the teacher is determining the learning objective you're trying to achieve. So for example, you might design a choice board to be aligned with a certain set of standards. Whether you're following state standards, common core standards, whatever it may be, you can design a choice board that aligns with those standards. Or maybe instead of standards, you really want your choice board to be centered around a specific strategy that students can use again and again. And we'll talk some examples here in a minute. You might also choose to design a thematic choice board or choice boards that are used for end of unit projects or choice boards that allow students to review content that they've been learning. So let's dive in a little bit to each one of these that I've just mentioned. The first one that I mentioned was a strategy aligned choice board. The purpose of these choice boards is to provide students with several activities and tasks that allows them to practice and engage with target standards. You might choose two or three focus standards and have several activity choices for each of those standards. That way, students practice those strategies in a way that is most appealing to them. So let's say that you have three math standards that you want students to review. Create three columns on your choice board. So visualize this choice board, maybe a nine square choice board. And three of uh, the columns there are going to represent a different standard. And then within each of those columns, you have rows with the different activities related to that standard. So it allows students to engage with those standards in a variety of ways. And you can require them to complete one activity, two activities. You set the stage for how many activities to complete for each student, but you're also giving them choices within that assignment. You might say for each column, you need to choose at least two activities to complete or whatever it may be. For your strategy choice boards, 
you'll want to develop a board that presents students with a variety of strategies that they can use again and again. So this would be ideal for your reading strategies. Place critical reading strategies in that grid format and illustrate how to use that strategy and allow students to refer to the strategy board as they need those strategies when they're reading. Or perhaps you have a math strategy choice board with a grid of several math strategies that can be used to solve a particular type of problem. Again, strategy boards are used repeatedly. They're not going to check it off and never use it again. They might use those same strategies over and over in different situations. You might even create a large strategy choice board to display in your classroom for easy reference. One of my favorite types of choice boards to create are the thematic choice boards. These are choice boards that have activities that all center around a particular topic or, of course, a theme. They are great when you want to highlight certain holidays or seasons or even just a special topic. One of the things that I started doing this year with our Linktivity Learning members is to create thematic choice boards that I send out to them each month. So each month I email all of our members with a choice board centering around a theme. So for example, in January, we were gearing up for the Winter Olympics. So I created a Winter Olympics choice board to go along with the Winter Olympics Linktivity that is inside of the membership site. And the rest of the activities in that choice board all centered around the Winter Olympics. So one activity had them watch a video of a figure skating performance and write their own commentary as if they were the ones giving the commentary. Another activity had them read an article about one of the athletes and then have them create a list of facts that they learned about that athlete. Another activity had them create and design their own Winter Olympic sport if they were to design it and put it into the Olympics. So you can see there's a wide range and variety of activities that would appeal to different types of learners. I did another thematic choice board on plants. So in the center of the choice board was a link to the plant linktivity. So students were required to do the plant linktivity kind of as a foundation activity to get their brains going. But then they had a variety of other plant related activities to choose from on the choice board. And I'm about to send another choice board out to members in just a few days, all about poetry to use in April for National Poetry Month or any time that they might be doing poetry in their classroom. So all of the activities after they complete the the poetry linktivity. All of the other activities are for choosing of what they would like to do, but they all relate to poetry. And I also wanted to share with you a free thematic choice board for nonfiction text features. You might already have my free nonfiction text feature Linktivity. And so if you have that, this is a great companion to that Linktivity. And if you don't have it, you can still grab it. We'll link to it up in the show notes where you can grab both the free nonfiction text features Linktivity and grab a choice board that centers around text features with a ton of great activities for students to complete using text features. So if you just head to classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 113. You'll find both of those freebies linked up for you and you can see exactly how this would look on a thematic choice board. Finally, we have those choice boards that are used as a way to review content or wrap up a unit with project choices. These are great alternatives to a traditional assessment that you might give to your students. They are a perfect way for students to uniquely communicate what they've learned in that unit or what they've learned in the content that you were teaching. And by providing them with choice, they're more likely to enjoy the assessment process and do their best work. These review or project end choice boards 
boards might include activities like creating a poster or a movie about the topic that they learned or a drawing of a diagram that relates to the topic, writing a summary, creating a brochure, all sorts of activities that would appeal to different learners and what they might be interested in. The more tech-savvy students might choose to make a movie or a Google Slides presentation, while other students might choose to make a brochure. And with these types of choice words, you typically have projects or activities that are a little bit more involved because they're covering more information that maybe they've learned over the course of a month in your classroom. So there are some choice boards that are real quick little activities for them to complete. And then there are other ones like end of project choice boards that maybe require a little bit more effort on the student's part. So those are some of the choice boards that you might use in your classroom. And of course, you could easily find other ways to use a choice board. For example, you might use a choice board for part of your behavior management system. Maybe you have a choice board of rewards that your students can choose from after they exhibit a certain behavior that you're looking for or that they're working together as a class for. So it could be used on an individual basis where students have their own choice board. Maybe they even create the rewards that they want to earn and put those rewards on the choice board themselves, really targeting what's going to motivate them. Or maybe you have a whole class choice board that students are working together when they've accomplished whatever it is that you're looking for. They get to choose one of the activities or one of the rewards on that choice board. So they get a movie day or a pizza day or they get extra recess or whatever it is, lunch in the classroom. So think beyond just academic choice boards because choice boards could really be used in other areas of your classroom as well. Another thing that I love about choice boards is that the format of the choice board really lends itself to easy differentiation. You can create three or more versions of the same choice board. You know, you start with one choice board and then modify it from there depending on the needs of your students. So one choice board might include more options with more advanced tasks, while other choice boards might be more simplified and include less choices to help with students who may be overwhelmed by too many choices. It's also a discrete way to differentiate because the choice boards, they're gonna all look similar, but they're gonna be tailored to individual students or a group of students. You might even choose to just include a few challenge squares on your choice board. So you're giving everybody the same choice board and only some of the squares on the choice board are, you know, kind of tagged as the challenge squares so that students who are capable of more advanced tasks, they can choose those challenge squares. And, you know, also be sure to include both digital and non-digital activities on your choice board because some students are really going to gravitate towards those digital activities while others prefer to not do those types of activities. So we want to make sure that we are providing a variety because, again, we've got a lot of different students and they're all going to choose different things. Now, there are a few things that you want to consider logistically when it comes to preparing your classroom to use choice boards. Since students are going to be doing different activities, not one student is likely going to choose the exact same set of activities. You're going to need a variety of supplies and resources on hand that students can help themselves to. You don't want to have a student come up to you and say, I need da 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 da, and then another student come up and say they need a whole other set of resources, and then you're scrambling getting everybody's resources and supplies together. So you might consider having an area in your classroom that's stocked with supplies that can be used for a variety of tasks. So the obvious supplies might be crayons and colored pencils and markers and scissors and glue and things like that. But you might also include things like large chart paper or construction paper or other random craft items that might be used for a different activity. You might have a set of digital devices that are used for your choice boards so that students can easily complete any online choice activities. You might have a poster 
or a reference card with commonly used passwords for any activities that might require a password to do that activity. So if you have, let's say, your students watching a BrainPop video, you might need to provide them for that password so that they can easily get access to BrainPop and watch that video to go along with whatever activity they are completing. So think about the ways that you're going to be using these choice boards. You might have students working all on the same choice board at the same time, but you may also have certain students or groups of students working on a choice board while others are not. So you want to keep these supplies on hand so that students can have easy access to them when they need them. And, you know, just keep an eye on making sure that they are supplied and you replenish the supplies as they're being used. All right, I hope this conversation has got the wheels in your head spinning a little bit on how you might be using choice boards with your students. It truly is a great 21st century tool to use in the classroom to help motivate and support your students. And remember, be sure to grab the free nonfiction text features linktivity and the corresponding choice board over at the show notes at classroomnook.com forward slash podcast forward slash 113. And you can have your first choice board ready to go for you. We all teach nonfiction text features So this is a great one to kind of kickstart your choice board usage in your classroom. And if you want a thematic choice board delivered to your inbox each and every week, be sure to join us over at the Linktivity Learning Membership. And that's what we're doing. We're sending out a thematic Linktivity choice board that includes a link to the choice board along with several activities related to that same Linktivity topic. And it's just an easy way for you to embed some choice right into your curriculum. And again, we'll have all the details for how to join the Linktivity Learning Membership and get your first seven days free over at the show notes. All right. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will be back again next week with another episode. Bye for now.